Now, the report has uh, quite some uh, figures, and a lot of people in Africa are concerned about poaching and trading illegal wildlife. Just tell us about your initial response when you see those numbers of thousands of elephants dying every year, and yet very few animals remain on the continent. Well, it's a serious concern to all of us. I think the entire international community, but even more so the people who live within and amongst these animals. I mean, we are seeing industrial level scales of poaching and smuggling, and it's been carried out by transnational organised criminal gangs. So it's very difficult to combat. That's why raising greater political awareness is important, but also what is important is upping the ante in the front line. That is making sure that we are recognising that the dynamics of this crime have changed and so must our response. We need to treat it as a serious crime, which means we need to deploy the police, the customs, even in some cases the military to help us in this fight. We need to get the prosecutors and the judges on board. So we really need to engage much more deeply in recognition of the serious nature of the crime and treat it as such, while at the same time tackling the demand side. So try and reduce the demand for these illegally traded products. So we need to tackle both supply and demand to bring these uh, terrible numbers down so that we can have the elephants, the rhinos, the lions, the tigers survive in the wild with all the benefits they have for, for local people and national economies. And now uh, the report links uh, this illegal trade in wildlife, illegal trade in uh, natural resources to terrorism, to uh, other even bigger crimes. Is that a concern and why should we be concerned? Well, I think what is clear is the involvement of transnational organised criminal gangs. That, that is unequivocal. <laughs> the Security Council has identified links with the Lord's Resistance Army and others the links in particular with respect to illegal trade in ivory. With respect to terrorism groups, it's still speculative. There's still more work that needs to be done on assessing the, the nature of those links. So that there is, is not hard and fast evidence at this stage. It is, is a work in progress to explore the links. But what we certainly do know is we've got well-organised, well-financed, well-armed and ruthless transnational organised criminal gangs who are involved in this illegal trade. And you don't combat them through ill-equipped, poorly equipped rangers in the front line or through prosecutors that, that are not informed or not interested. Um, you really need to ensure that everybody knows the scale and the nature of this. It's really the nature of the crime, the involvement of transnational organised criminal gangs. You have to deploy the same techniques you use to combat other serious crimes, be it human trafficking, illicit trade in narcotics or anything like that. So that's really changing the mindset. This is a serious crime. You have to treat it as such. It's interesting you say that because in countries like Kenya and countries like South Africa, there'll always be somebody coming to court. Every day there's somebody who was caught with two pieces of ivory or a truck was uh, caught on the way and there are two people who are arrested and yet it is not stopping. What is the problem? So what we need to do is target much more effectively the kingpins. Within South Africa, your enforcement authorities have done a very interesting diagram. It's, it's, a, it's a pyramid which shows at the bottom the frontline poachers and at the top the kingpin. We've been very successful at getting the bottom part of the pyramid, but not so successful at getting the top part of the pyramid. That is the kingpins behind this. We need to target them more effectively, and that is deploying techniques that are used in other areas, other serious crimes like... Um, uh, controlled deliveries. This is you don't seize and put it on uh, display when you when you uh, seize some contraband. You actually track it all the way home. You can find out who ordered it. You can prosecute that person. So it's really making sure we are targeting and getting some of the kingpins behind this to send a strong message. It's also tackling the demand side. We need to suppress demand for this illegally traded goods, and that is in part prosecuting kingpins who are at the receiver end, but also informing the uh, sort of. Um, 
ill-informed or unwitting consumer that some of this contraband that you are consuming is actually driving species to extinction. It's actually driving, you know, it's actually robbing local people of livelihoods. It's actually depriving national economies of income. So there's, it's, if for those uh, unwitting uh, consumers, it's actually raising their awareness. For the hardcore organised criminal, it's hitting them as hard as you can with the law. The report also touches on the fact that now they also are poaching beds and you know the small mammals. What uh, what what is causing that, and where are they destined to? And how can we you know solve that problem? Well, perhaps the, the the species that get the most profile are the elephant, the rhino, the tiger. But we know that illegal trade affects lesser known species like the pangolin. Mm -hmm. uh, it affects many plants. Uh, it affects mm -hmm. lizards sometimes insects. So, you know, there are many species. It is the higher profile species that perhaps attract the greater profit for the criminal that get the higher attention and where you see deeper engagement of organised criminal gangs. But you need to go across the board. You don't want your ecosystem to be deprived of any species through organised criminals stealing it from you and profiting it uh, at, at the expense of local people and national economies. So it's the high profile issues get the public attention, but we're working on all of them right across the board. Thousands of delegates are meeting in Nairobi this week to discuss this and other issues. What CITES would you want to see come out of this meeting? Well, CITES is the legal instrument that, that if you like, underpins this global effort. CITES is where the decisions are taken. CITES is the instrument that has the compliance measures where we're going to assess performance against decisions. This meeting is not that meeting. This meeting is more of a political meeting. So this is about maintaining the political interest. This is about environment ministers also expressing their concerns about the environmental implications, what it means for biodiversity, for ecosystems, for ecosystem services. So this is more maintaining the political momentum uh, because the UN Environment Program is not a legal instrument. It's a program that will lend political support, including to the full implementation of CITES because we really need these decisions implemented. If they're fully implemented, we're on the path to success. And introduce yourself and what you do for CITES. John Scanlon, I'm Secretary General of CITES, the Convention on International Trade and Endangered Species. Thank you very much.